Today, instead of a normal sermon, I want mostly to express gratitude and thanks. As you may know, this is my second Sunday back after having been on vacation in July, and I'm feeling rested and rejuvenated, and I am grateful for that. Because, truth be told, this is the first time since joining you as your interim dean almost two years ago that I have had the chance to, or more accurately, it's the first time I gave myself permission to be away on a Sunday or to take any significant time off, any time truly off. As we all know, 2020 was in many ways a tumultuous year. The cathedral was going through the first stages of your interim time, transitioning through clergy leadership changes. And clergy leadership changes are inherently unsettling under any circumstances. But this faith community was journeying through these changes in the context of wider tumult beyond these walls and way beyond Western North Carolina. Tumult, namely, as Peter Baker of the New York Times put it, 2020 was marked by the wider tumult of four things. The deadliest pandemic in a century, the most cataclysmic economic collapse since the Great Depression, a long overdue reckoning of racial inequality marked by the worst racial strife since the civil rights era, and the most divisive and contested aftermath to an election since shortly after the Civil War. For much of 2020, it seemed that we were taking one step forward and two steps backward. But then there was a time early this year, the beginning of this summer, when we seemed to be holding our ground. And that seemed to be a good time for me to listen to some wise folks who had been encouraging me to get some overdue rest, to spend time with family, to restock the overfished pond. And so I am grateful for that time, and particularly to Reverend Perrin Radley, who covered clergy-wise to Deacon Glenda. To, I'm grateful to Michael McLaughlin and Kay Clark, your wardens, for stepping up. I'm grateful for your dedicated and very hard-working staff. But most of all, because parish ministry rises and falls on lay volunteers, those of you who are living out your baptismal covenant Sunday by Sunday and day by day, most of all, I'm grateful to you, the people of all souls, the body of Christ. I'm grateful for your being the hands and feet and eyes and ears and heart of Jesus alive in the world today. A benefit of having several weeks away, a benefit of rest, is that one gains new and fresh perspectives. One gains gumption. Robert Persig offers the word gumption 
is a modern-day term for what the Greeks called enthusiasmus, the root of our word enthusiasm, which means literally entheos, filled with God. He writes that the gumption-filling process occurs when one is quiet long enough to see and hear and feel the real world, not just one's own stale opinions about it. But the word gumption is nothing exotic, and that's why he likes the word. Strikes me that All Souls has much for which to be grateful, much to be enthusiastic about, and one of those things is All Souls people's gumption. We saw a lot of gumption yesterday. Those of you who were here yesterday for Will Bryant's ordination, Will Bryant, one of your own, his ordination to the priesthood, those of you who were here yesterday are probably like me, still on a bit of a high from that occasion. And personally speaking, with the bishop presiding at the service and with Will's friend Jared Grant preaching at the service, my role was what they call minister of ceremonies, a fancy way of saying, go make sure that everything runs smoothly as possible. Which they did yesterday, not because of what I did, but because who the leaders of this faith community are. Thanks to the Altar Guild, this church was, and still is, beautifully adorned and readied for that service. Thanks to Tim Fisher and Bob Huber, the coordinator of ushers, the ushers were typically hospitable and warm and gracious and efficient. Thanks to Hope Clater back there, hiding in the shadows, but broadcasting these services to those who can't join us or choose not to join us in person. Thanks to David and the rest of the staff, all the logistics of yesterday were thought through well ahead of time. And yesterday, standing outside behind the choir, I realized and said to someone, you know, this is the first time I have processed into this church since March of 2020. And this is the first Sunday the choir has processed into this church since March of 2020, and the first time that the choir is here in full force. Thanks be to God. The amount of hours and hard work and care and dedication that Kyle and the choir put together in ordinary years is extraordinary, but in a year of COVID calling for creativity and technological learnings, it's been a truly extraordinary year. It is good to begin to get a taste of the old normal and perhaps a new normal. And I'm not even done with that service from yesterday. Thanks to Kim and the pastoral care committee, there was a reception afterwards that was not only lovely and celebratory, it was Navy-themed because Will is going into Navy chaplaincy after two years of curacy here. Not only was that reception creative, it was COVID protocol conscious, it was fun, it was festive. As Will said about yesterday, the day was a celebration not of him or of clergy, but of Christian community. Yes, we are wearing these masks again, 
We are doing so because we are following the recommendation of your regathering steering committee. Your regathering steering committee is a group of lay volunteer healthcare and other professionals who've been we meeting weekly since early May. And those folks desire a return to normal as much or more as anyone. But they are also a group of folks who put science and safety first and have decided that if they're going to err, it will be on the side of loving caution and care. So thanks be to God for them and thank you for your patience and your cooperation and understanding and your support of your fellow parishioners. I really wish I knew when we would be returning to an old normal or a new normal. I really wish I knew when we would be resuming the progress we seem to be making on the pandemic and on those other tumults. I wish I knew when we'd be on the other side of tumultuous times, but I don't. I do suspect this though, I suspect that true progress on the pandemic, like true progress on climate change, or true progress in racial and economic justice, true progress on most things, I suspect that true progress won't happen until we learn some hard lessons about interdependence, about trade-offs, about how the actions of one of us or a few of us, for better and for worse, affect all of us. I suspect we need to learn those lessons. And having spent just a little time in California, I'm tempted to say, say it this way, I, I think the universe is trying to get us to cooperate. And that brings me to today's lessons. Today's gospel reminds us that it is God that we hunger and thirst for. And today's continuing reading from Ephesians reminds us that it is each other that we depend upon. The reading from Ephesians can sound like a moralistic list of do's and don'ts, but it's really just calling us to be decent human beings to one another. Day before yesterday, I pulled up beside someone in traffic downtown Asheville, and there was a bumper sticker on their car that says, you want to make the world a better place? A good start would be using your turn signals. <laughs> I think there's something to that. I think Paul and Ephesians would agree. We can start making the world a better place by not being jerks. It is each other that we depend upon. It is each other that we affect. And Jesus again reminds us that in our daily life and in our life in general, there is a hunger, a deep, mysterious hunger that only God can meet. I am the bread of life, Jesus says. That mysterious hunger that you have, that seemingly unquenchable thirst that you have, that deep desire, that yearning, that emptiness that brings you here instead of all the other things that you could be doing on a Sunday morning, that emptiness, that yearning, that thirst is one that only God can fill. 
St. Augustine said it best when he said, You have created us for yourself, dear Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. In other words, there's a God-shaped hole inside each of us that only God can fill. But we spend so much time trying to fill our God-shaped hole with all kinds of things and people and pursuits. We're constantly searching for the latest thing that will make us happy. Career fulfillment, fly fishing, a luxury job, a luxury car, a spin class, therapy, a new church, a new relationship, living through our kids' accomplishments, food, drink, religion, liturgy, hiking, nature, a cause. You name it, the list is endless. And all those things are good, or at least they can be, but they're not good gods. The good things in life are like love notes from God. We're not meant to fall in love with a love note. The good things in life are meant to draw us into closer relationship with the giver of all gifts, God. In our Eucharistic prayer, we recall that God is not only a God of goodness and love, but that God chooses to make God's goodness and love known to us. God makes God's goodness and love known to us, just as creation and the word of God and the law and the prophets of God, our gifts from God, come down from heaven. Jesus reminds us that he himself comes down as a gift from God to nourish and to feed and to fill us, to satiate us, to meet our hunger. There is so much work to be done but there is always so much work to be done. And so every so often, it's good to pause. It's good to catch your breath. It's good to get some perspective. It's good to fill your heart with God and gratitude and gumption. It's good to count the blessings that are in the midst of us. If only we take time to notice the blessings in the midst of us the blessings in the midst of us, the body of Christ for the body of Christ, the gifts of God for the people of God. You all are faithfully worshiping and seeking to better love God, love your neighbor, and love yourself. And for that, I am grateful and hope that you are too. Amen.